if I asked you what the national emblem of America was, would you know? Yes, it's the bald eagle. I bet you some of you got that right. Now, do you know what the national emblem of Ireland is? I bet a lot of you said the shamrock, and you'd be right. But there's also another emblem associated with Ireland. Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. This week's tale is another Irish story to celebrate St Patrick's Day this month. And it's about an old man who is a wonderful harpist. That's someone who plays the musical instrument called the harp, which is also the national emblem of Ireland, as well as the shamrock. Oh, parents, teachers, grandparents, please, can you take a moment to rate and or review this podcast? Thanks ever so much. Now let's take a journey with Fergus Finnegan and his harp. Fergus Finnegan was a harpist, the finest in all of Ballymuldoon. From far and near, people called on Fergus to play his music at their weddings or christenings or wakes. Ah, sure, his music is as sweet as all the angels in heaven, the people would say. Now, as time went by, Fergus grew older, and he began to fret about who would play the harp for the villagers when he was gone. So, after he pondered this dilemma for a while, he decided that he should set about teaching one of the village lads to play the harp and become his successor. He asked here and there among his friends and their friends, and soon enough he decided that young Seamus Mulhall had a bit of musical talent, and so he began to teach the lad. Day after day, for month after month, and finally Seamus seemed to get the hang of the harp, and he was able to strum a few tunes that were pleasing enough. But of course, he was far from being the harpist that Fergus was. One day, Fergus heard about a harp contest that was going to take place in a nearby town. So he called to Seamus to join him and off they set at once. Fergus was keen to hear the other harpists, while Seamus was keen to win the prize as the best harpist. It was a long walk from Ballymuldoon to the next town and so the two men set out early in the morning the day before the contest. In the evening, they made camp in a grove of trees by a stream. Fergus went off to gather firewood while Seamus stayed in the camp to prepare the meal. Now, as soon as Fergus was out of sight, Seamus took Fergus's harp case, opened it, and then he snipped one of the harp strings because this was the only way he could think of that would prevent Fergus from winning the contest. When Fergus returned, they boiled their potatoes and enjoyed their tasty supper by the crackling fire. Now, wouldn't a bit of music be a grand way to end the night, said Fergus, and he opened his harp case. At once he noticed one of the strings was broken. Now isn't it a good job I noticed this now, said Fergus, before we landed at the contest. Seamus, you must have a spare string you can lend me. Aye, I do, Fergus, but sure I'm afraid to lend it to you because I'll need it during the contest. Oh, well, no matter then, I'll just listen to the birds making music in the trees. And Fergus sat back down and closed his eyes. Suddenly, a shrill cry shattered the peace of the evening. <coughs> What's that? says Fergus. Should we have a look? Och, tis nothing, Fergus, said Seamus. It's just some animals in the woods. But when the cry came again, <coughs> Fergus leapt up. Seamus, I think someone needs our help. 
Ach, Fergus, don't worry. It sounds to me like a fox catching a rabbit. <coughs> but when the cry came a third time, Fergus said, I don't care what you think, Seamus. I'm going to have a look. Someone might need help. And so off Fergus went into the woods and there, behind an old tree stump, he saw a wee man, a leprechaun, in fact, whose foot was in the ground. Help me, help me! A rabbit has my foot and won't let go. I'm afraid he wants me for his dinner. Fergus thought for a moment and then he thrust his hands under the leprechaun's arms and barked like a dog. Woof! The rabbit was so startled it opened its mouth and let go of the leprechaun's foot. Fergus lifted the wee man up and set him down on the ground. There you go, little man. I'm glad I could help, he said. The leprechaun cried. Ah, oh, Fergus, thank you for saving my life. What would you like in return for I must be giving you something for saving my life? I've a magic purse that never runs out of gold. Would you like that? Ah! Oh, said Fergus. I'm an old man and I have no need of gold. Keep your purse. I'm glad I could help. And he started to walk away. Ah, oh, wait, wait, cried the leprechaun. I've got to repay you for saving my life. Would you like a pot of gold? I'll talk to my relatives and we'll get you a whole pot of gold. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you, Fergus? Fergus turned and looked at the leprechaun. Now, what would I do with a pot of gold? I'm an old man and I'll die before I could spend it. No, no, you keep your pot of gold. I'm glad I could help. And Fergus turned to walk away again. But the leprechaun was so keen to repay Fergus for his kindness and he would not give up. Ah, wait, 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 Fergus. Tell me, what is your heart's desire? Fergus stopped and he thought for a moment. Well, now, that's a good question indeed. To be honest, what I want most in all the world is to play the sweetest music in all of Ireland. But sure, that is something only I can do for myself and no one can help. So now I must be on my way. And Fergus returned to camp. He told Seamus that he had been right enough after all and the noise was nothing at all. And the two men settled down and fell fast asleep. But later that night, the leprechaun crept into camp with his friends and he sneaked up to Fergus's harp case, opened it and did a little something. One of the leprechauns sneaked up to Seamus's harp case, opened it and did a little something there as well. The next morning, Fergus and Seamus rose bright and early and set off for the contest, arriving just as it was about to begin. Seamus was called up first onto the stage. He opened his harp case, took out his instrument and placed his hands on the harp strings. Bing! Goes one of the harp strings. Then, bing! Bing! Go all off his harp strings as they break. So Seamus had to leave the stage without playing a single note. When it was Fergus's turn to play, he climbed up on the stage, opened his harp case and... <gasps> oh my! His harp strings were gold! His whole harp was made of gold! Well then, Fergus started to play and first he played a sad song and there wasn't a single dry eye in the crowd. And then he played a sweet song and everyone in the audience lets out a long, deep, slow sigh. And when the last chord fades away, Fergus smiles, closes his eyes and dies. Ah, now don't be sad. Remember, Fergus was an old, old man and he died a very happy man for he'd just been given his heart's desire, having played the sweetest music in all of Ireland.
Now, if you're not believing this story, and I don't know why you wouldn't, I tell you what you can do. When you go to Ireland, you go to the village of Moybean, and there in the town hall you'll find a glass case with a golden harp in it. And a plaque on the case reads, This harp belonged to Fergus Finnegan, the greatest harpist in all of Ireland. Now I know this is a fact, for I've been there. And that's the story of my great-great-great-great and maybe another great-grandfather. Well, that's how a lot of Irish stories end. The storyteller will claim that he or she has heard the story from her great-great-great-grandfather and it seems to make it more real, doesn't it? I wonder, if someone were to ask you today, what is your harsh desire? What would you say? Maybe you could ask your mum and dad or your friends or your brothers or sisters. Wouldn't that make a nice wee discussion to celebrate St Patrick's Day? Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Story. Journey with Story.